This is episode 295 of Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, William Hankwood. Who cares? Because today I'm joined by Ryan. Remember, boys, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Zanazuski. Except what goes on List Fortress. <laughs> and James Six Ship Wizard Ritter. Hey, guys. Very excited to be here. All right. We uh, have an exciting episode today talking about this extra series. But first, I want to thank uh, all of our GSB Patreons. Um, these podcast episodes, a lot of what we do here is brought to you by exclusively the GSP Patreon. So I just wanted to thank everybody who is one and let, the, let you know that becoming a Patreon makes you a part of the largest group of supporters of what GSP does. Patrons get exclusive access to patron-only content on our Discord, depending on the level. We do also send out quarterly gifts. Next wave of gifts uh, should be the Republic Assault. Uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash goldsquadron to become a Patreon today. Actually, I think that is... Uh, that's the new Poe Arts and stuff uh, that Dion had posted last week. Uh, Poe and a couple other uh, alt art cards. So certainly check that out on Patreon. But more pressing than that is our Sector Series. Uh, last week uh, was the first week of the Sector Series. Um, Ryan, what is the Sector Series? Sector series, as a reminder for those who may not have caught up as to what is happening currently right now, that is the happening event of all X-Wing. Um, Sector series being run by GSP. It is designed to be a weekly round-to-round basis event where the idea is each sector is a time slot throughout the day to help um, bring people together that are that would ne- not necessarily are from the same time zone or from neighboring time zones, but specifically if you're someone who works at the night and has more time in the mornings, you could you have the ability to sign up for a time slot that best suits you to play X-Wing. So one round per week, we're doing six rounds. Uh, you sign, The sectors have been populated. Round one has already taken place and completed for Assault at Satellite Array as the first scenario. The one trick in this whole sector series is you also can change your list every single round. So you do technically have the option to... Uh, tailor your lists to each scenario Um, your lists are not shown prior to uh, your opponent Uh, you basically both show up at on on tts with your little save discs hit spawn both your lists show up and then after you submit your results you submit your lists then as well and those will be recorded at the end of every round so we'll see how maybe some people evolved their list choices round by round all right. Well, speaking of list choices, we want to cover a couple of the lists that we had ran, pulled right off of our roll better information. Uh, so, Ryan, let's start with you. I got your list pulled up here. Walk us through it. So I went with a Republic list, um, but surprisingly, maybe to some, 
Um, in Assault, I did not take a single Arc 170. I did not take a Lat. I did not take a Gauntlet. I took all five small base ships. I took uh, Anakin Skywalker in the 7B with Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, and R2-D2 Astromech. I took uh, Siege of Coruscant, Ada Obi-Wan, who has Patience, his Ancillary Iron Weapons, and R4-P17. R4-P17 being different on this SL card versus the customized upgrade version. Kickback from Siege with those Diamond Borons and Munitions Failsafe. Uh, custom Contrail, so your regular one, not the Siege one, with Crackshot, R7A7, Delayed Fuses, Besh, and Proton Bombs. And then Click from Siege with his Extra Shield, R3-esque, and Precision Ion Engines. Uh, so why why did you take this squad in Assault if it doesn't have those medium bases, we would assume? So I am going with the mindset of I'm not trying to tailor my list to certain scenarios. I'm just flying what I'm considering for worlds um, and seeing how it does, just trying to get some practice games in. Even if maybe someone decided to tailor on their side that's stacked against me, can I overcome it? Uh, if I'm theoretically being put against something that could be considered a bad matchup or something that favors my opponent, how can I attribute my list that is meant to be an all-comers work out for uh, me in each scenario? Will I keep using this list throughout the whole event? Maybe, maybe not. There's some other lists I'm definitely trying. So um, maybe I'll switch to them, but it won't be because it's specific to a scenario. It'll be because that's what I'm feeling like that day. So you rate this as... A take all commerce list. Yes, yeah, I'm. A, I'm a big fan of Born for this. Uh, even though it's only on two of my ships, Kickback is an extremely good Born for this ship, being the only one to carry and evade. Uh, click with the click locks, helping protect Ada Ob and Contrail, getting in tight to that range one, and Anakin off doing his own little mission. It's very thematic to me. <laughs> Obi's there, like commanding his clones, doing cool things, and Anakin's just off on his own little mission, doing whatever he wants. <laughs> and that's yeah, him and R two in a dream. That's yeah, all. That's exactly. all you need. <laughs> that's now. That's seven uh, B. So it's three attack yeah. dice, six health, and seven point. Seven, seven point. <laughs> that's a serious ship yep. out there. Uh, well, how'd your matchup go? Win lose? Uh, as expected. So my matchup was against a gentleman named Paul, and uh, he brought scum. He brought. Uh, he plans to go to LVO. Uh, we we discussed a little bit of his list afterwards. Um, I'll I'll say the pilots, but I won't go into too much detail of some of the upgrades in case he wants to keep it close to the chest, just for him. Um, he went with uh, a scum list. Uh, brought Kanan. You can assume who the crew was on Kanan. Uh, <laughs> who? Who would oh, you take? <laughs> some angry dude with two with a double bladed lightsaber. I don't know. Uh, it's the vibe, isn't it? <laughs> Close. Um, and then we have, uh, he had Manaru, he had Dirge, and he had the Mandalorian. That's an interesting list, actually. Um, I'll highlight just one, so because specifically this this was effective against my list. Um, he has Garsax and Gunner on, Man on Manaru. And uh, your click locks can be used for that, by the way. <gasps> no. Yep. Wait. So, <laughs> so, fair, fair warning. 
So I, I'll, I'll read Gar Saxon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because you spend the lock. Be careful. Yeah. 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 So, so Gar Saxon Gunner, uh, for those who may be curious as to Man. what I'm speaking to, uh, the first part of it, while you perform a lock action, you can only choose stuff in your front or back arc. Not a big deal. Um, but while you perform primary attack, if the defender's in your front or back arc, you may remove one orange or red token from that defender to roll one additional die to max a four. So if I go and click lock two of my ships, that literally is just free Gar Saxons. Free Gar Saxons, for, yeah. For mana room. Yikes. And then you so, even get to keep your lock to spend. Because <laughs> oh, you yeah. probably locked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just, yeah. Or oh, I mean, he had, oh, our, our 5P8 exists there too. So he had his own rerolls. He had a focus. And yeah, like... Um, There's the secret sauce if you hate just, click like, just, just take car saxon flying click just pay attention when you go up against a scum list look for car saxon around there because you may want to say all right i'm gonna adjust my tactics to click lock my opponents only and affect them attacking me because in that matchup i was much more concerned about only manaru and mandal and mandalorian's range one not as much dirge and kanan so i mm -hmm. did have two specific targets that i could have click locked instead well, of locking my own two ships I have, I have a question for you did did you realize it so i actually <laughs> i actually knew about this in a in a game about a month or two ago oh okay i did not remember though <laughs> so at first <laughs> i like autopilot myself to locking yeah. contrail and obi um, luckily, I didn't take a, a ton of uh, um, extra damage for, by doing that. Uh, but I tried to work my way around wow. uh, dealing with it. Um, I ended up... Uh, I, I bring big rocks with the Republic list, um, and I tried to clutter the fields best I could in the area where there was the most amount of objectives to make it difficult for the medium and large base ship to contest as much as they did. Uh, I try to maximize with my repositions and my maneuverability just on the dials that those ships have, which is really good in general, how well I can uh, contest two points at once because, uh, you know, we, we, there ended up being one small triangle of... Um, Mm -hmm. of objectives for assault which is what most medium or large base ships will want i cluttered the air with rocks but my small ships are still able to move around and contest two at a time but you know if he, if, if it's just my ob contesting middle and mando's contesting middle his mando's going to get it but ob is now still accounting for two spots that i could contest just with him so it's just trying to make sure that I try and utilize, uh, especially the Ada. Ada's really good at just like just existing in those rock areas and like using the system phase repositions. Just I'm going to land with something with a rock in front of me and then I'm going to get out of it the next turn and work my way away. Sure. That is interesting. Uh, I wouldn't have thought about the Ada as like an objective piece, but in Assault, where you can barrel backwards hard one, barrel backwards hard one, you can have to go anywhere. You can hang on that spot all day. Yeah. Or you can, like, like I said, get to get to a spot where you have to contest something, even if a rock's like right in front of you, and just get out of it later. Yeah. Um, I definitely dropped a proton bomb with Contrail that Ob R4P17 it just to not take that damage. So I do like that interaction where I can drop that proton bomb and Ob can just hang out there and just take a strike um, for it. Remind us, uh, R4P17 is when you take a damage outside of defending. Yes, when yeah, you would be dealt a damage card. If you are not defending, you may spend one charge, two total, no reoccurring, right. and gain a strain and discard it instead. Right. It's perfect for rocks. Um, yeah, obstacles, too. And then uh, that obstacle selection, you got, if you're bringing Obi-Wan, you might as well bring the big rocks, fly through them, take a strain, who cares? 
uh, get into a spot nobody's shooting you. Yeah, uh, that's a lot uh, of people will not expect it. That's for sure. No, they will not expect you to to not like to like you said like to line yourself up behind a rock and not system phase around it to just five straight through it. <laughs> yeah, once once you choose not to system phase, there's like a. Oh. oh, now what are they doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, just like, question mark here. It's like it's like I'll let them do it, but <laughs> um, but overall it was it was a really good game. Uh, it was tight. Um, I didn't get a lot of kills early on, but I tried to test with objectives, and I got like three of his ships down to extremely low health. So like at any one of the final turns, I was killing one or two of his ships to pump my points back up for the win. Um, we ended up forgetting a structural damage dirge. Dirge, by the way, scum dirge. No joke. That thing's slow. Like his list in general, because of Kanan, Dirge's ability, Mando's ability, and just Mandra being nine health on two agility. Like it's you're not killing anything extremely fast because one the Kane is the obvious reason, but Mando's ability can help that defense extremely well. And then Dirge just says, "I'm not going to take that two damage. I'll just take a crit." as long as, you know, there's more results than my shields left. And not every crit's double damage, so uh, it, it affects the ship, and we ended up forgetting a structural damage towards the end that we rolled back and had to make sure that, like, Dirge got the right so we, we probably forgot a couple turns earlier, but overall, I ended up, uh, I ended up with the victory uh, 23 or 24-ish to, like, 15 or 16. Nice. Nice. Uh, not to spoil your uh, your future games, but is this something you plan on trying again, or is this uh, just kind of like a test uh, for this list? Uh, this list could definitely still be on the docket to be played during Sector Series. Interesting. Okay. I have about two or three others with this one. All right. So... Uh, Sounds like it worked as expected. Um, well, let's move on to James. I got your list pulled up here. Uh, you were flying Rebels this week. Give us a rundown yeah. of that list. Um, yeah, so pretty fun Rebel list uh, with three A-wings, two X-wings, and a Z has uh, the three three-point A-wings with Arvel, uh, Arvel Krennan at Derek Clivian and Keo Vinzi. Uh, and of course, the two good four-point X-wings with Garvin, Boy, and Jack Boy, and Blount to round up the list. Um, choosing to go with Blount instead of uh, probably the better choice in Kraken, uh, but I really like that extra budget three-die gun and uh, keeping all my ships at initiative uh, near the same initiative. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun list. Uh, the A-Wings have vector cannons, um, and flying Keo was a lot of fun. Uh, was able to get into some pretty weird spots and had to make some pretty interesting decisions on if I wanted to vector it or not. Uh, because if you vector and then you do a side slip, you're most likely stressed. So, mm -hmm. um... But you do get your force back, but it could put you in a really good position. So it's interesting that you can choose to vector it if you think it's going to put you in a better spot, or choose not to vector and sideslip. It, it's an interesting choice because you get to choose in the system phase if you vector cannons or not, if you boost or rotate. And then after that, you can choose to uh, sideslip or go 
uh, your normal maneuver. So it was actually pretty fun. Uh, and then Arvel, Arvel is just so much, so much fun. Uh, <laughs> getting in the getting in the way of other ships and uh, getting that predator crack shot. Um, on more than one occasion, uh, I was able to get a really great lined up a really great shot at, at uh, range range zero for Arvel. So range one for him. Uh, but I ended up going against um, a Republic list with, uh, it was uh, J- uh, Jag and Wolf uh, Siege Coruscant. I had Sicko, uh, Tarkin, and uh, Ahsoka in the uh, CLT. So uh, pretty interesting list. I hadn't thought about going with Tarkin to help share some locks around a little bit extra locks uh, helping um but uh i was very lucky with my two x-wings uh with those advanced proton torpedoes because i was able to get both of them at range one of sicko in the first engagement and took sicko off the board with those two shots with those two advanced proton torpedoes so I did. They both did. Were one of them did five damage, and he rolled the blank, and then the other one did four damage, and he rolled the blank, and there were just like a ton of crits in there. So eventually he went down. Uh, but it was very important. I, I think after I I took I took him out, I was like I could probably lose one of these X wings this turn. I'd be happy with that. Right. Uh, but yeah, after after that for that game, it just kind of. The A wings were zipping zipping around the arcs because he had he had to split them up a little bit, so the A wings just zipped around the arcs and uh, they really couldn't get a beat on them, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty fun game. Ended up uh, I think twenty twenty three to eight at the end of it, so um, yeah, it was a ton of fun though. It's definitely interesting to see a use of vectored cannons. It's definitely not a common pick right now. Um, I see you in most cases, besides with Arvel, you partnered it with the with some missiles like Thread Tracers on Keo and Mag Pulse on Derek. Um, any of those combos or the the trick shots available there in the list? Any any of the triggers that felt good to do in this list that you might continue to use in the future or uh, conversely stuff that you brought that maybe you might switch out yeah i think i would need to do some more testing because i really wish i had a way to get locks to garvin and jack for those advanced proton torpedoes um which at at initiative four or higher um, which I didn't have in this list, so I think that may yeah, be one reason. You can't get that at three points, can you? They Kraken, Kraken's got a torp, but uh, oh, he, he, he doesn't have a missile. No, he, no, he would take yeah, a torp, he's, but he's got plasma a torp, torp he, and then gives yeah. out the lock. Yeah, but that means Kraken has to be right up on him to get the past the lock. That's true. He's got to be following around. Well, I mean, they're the same speed, if you will. They're like their chassis right. fly yeah. around at the same. Speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides that, I think maybe uh, I, I actually liked the thread tracer, uh, thread tracer trick shot combo on Keo, uh, just to get some extra um, help on that thread tracer to see if I can get, push those locks through. Because um, with uh, once once Derek uh, and uh, Arvel can get those locks. It kind of it kind of really helps them out with their damage as well, making sure that those two die guns really hit. 
Interesting. Did Jack blow up? That's the only thing I care he about. He did not. No, I think um, I think the only ship that I lost was... I th no. I don't think I lost a ship in that one. I think he got eight points of scenario. Mm. So, okay. uh, yeah, I, I was able to, I think both the X-Wings were limping and using their R5 charges. <laughs> oh, man, those are, so, those are fives. A combination mm. of, of death by a thousand cuts and then two gigantic haymakers. Oh, oh yeah. Advanced yeah. yeah, he was, uh, I think after the two shots went into Sicko, I was like, wait, did I just do 10 damage? I was like, I was counting it. I was like, yeah, I think Sicko's dead. He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I counted it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, next time, uh, as a note, reinforce your lap if there's uh, if there's a yeah. potential um, double proton in coming in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really I really like the vector cannons a lot more than I do the vector thrusters, especially on lower initiative. Being able to like almost immediately like rotate or boost and then do your maneuver, like with full knowledge, is is pretty awesome. Nah, I, I can't fly A-Wings without that rear arc. Uh, yeah. The time on target is uh, huge. Especially if you're flying Tycho and you got that cannon out the front. Mm, just a tiny little fire spray out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, ton of, ton of fun. I, I think I probably won't fly this one again. I, if I do, I'll probably change up a couple things, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Six ships. There you go. You can't go around with six ships. All right. Uh, we'll cover my list as well. I flew Republic, uh, which is strange for me, but uh, I need to see these arcs on the table more uh, so I can learn to defeat them. Uh, so I got Jag and Wolf, of course, um, with their abilities to share mods and double tap. So good. Uh, I brought uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, in the regular Aether Sprite uh, with Shattering Shot, Elusive, and R4P17. That's the Pattern Analyzer. Do a red move, get an, get an action. Probably focus if you're over one, but, you know, could be whatever you need. I uh, have Contrail uh, with Chopper. It was inspired by uh, uh, Hexiled's Bounty that I actually really liked. Um with uh, seismic charges and bash on there as well and then luminara with patience r7 a7 and calibrate lasering targeting of course because i don't really know what to put on my bears to be honest with you uh, so, oh sorry lumi i think i said <laughs> bears a couple times uh lumi uh luminara is the one who can spend a force to change your crit to a hit or your hit to an eyeball um obviously when one of her friends or herself is defending uh and that combination with chopper i thought was really interesting so i wanted to give it a second try being able to jam somebody so they don't have a focus um and then it's uh makes that luminara much more powerful um Actually, I've been using her ability a lot to keep crits off the arcs. If someone rolls in, like, hit crit and they got a focus, I'll just change the crit down um, so I don't get any, like, nasty weapons failures or something like that uh, on the arcs. I really like the, the combination of Born for This and uh, Obi-Wan's ability. Uh, so you can basically throw a focus token from the arcs 
uh, to, we'll say, Contrail. And Contrail then, when they spend it, Obi-Wan can give them that focus right back, uh, which is a very interesting combination to me. Uh, it lets Obi-Wan actually fly around without a focus token, as long as he's got those arc uh, protection. Uh, and he can uh, just use that himself, which is, like I said, very interesting. Um, I'm not sure about, uh, I really like Illuminar, honestly, um, but I'm not sure she's optimized, if you will. I got to get a better lowdown on her or something. And uh, um, I, I don't know about Chopper Contrail. It's cute. But I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's like uh, really, really good. It is nice to take the evade and then have an arc throw you a focus if necessary. Um, so I really don't feel like I'm out on defense when I'm just flying around um, taking those chopper evades. Um, I faced off against uh, Tim. He was flying kind of like a scum salad uh, with Afra and an M3A, um, and he had uh, a non-caval Y-wing, uh, which was uh, the scariest part about that was uh, the ion cannon. I did not want any of my uh, high agility ships to get ionized because uh, where they were fighting was like in the center of the board. Uh, so if anybody got stuck there, uh, which inevitably Obi-Wan did, Obi-Wan got hit with that ion cannon and there was just nowhere, nothing he could do, no help because uh, everybody just kind of converged on him and got him destroyed. I uh, was able to pull off the win um, through a mix of uh, some objectives and taking Afra down. Um, the the final round, I did, oh man, P, what is it, R4P on JAG, or really any arc, yeah. uh, yeah. is just money, because I K-turned him one round, three banked with the droid, and then four forward barrel rolled to grab two objectives out from underneath of him uh, to snatch up the wind, basically secure it in activation. Uh, before any shots were done, which uh, which one one of the reasons why I brought the double uh, arcs was for the assault. Uh, they, uh, I think Jack Jack has the maneuverability. Um, it, I feel like between um, between that R4P and the bear rolls. Uh, I don't think I'm using the arcs right though. I just kind of joust with them and just hope, <laughs> hope they survive, which they never do. Wolf always dies. Every time I've tried to play this, Wolf just gets blown up in like the second round, which happened in this game as well. Um, but yeah, I pulled off the victory though. Uh, moving on, I got to face Matt Carey this week and I'm not excited about it. Love Matt Carey. Uh, <laughs> nervous to fight him um, with one of my spin the wheel lists here. Um, yeah. So I'll have to be, I'm coming for you, Iron Man. I'm going to be uh, Whiplash. That's what, that's what we're going to be. No, uh, Nobody ever beats Iron Man though. Oh. <laughs> uh, to be the Infinity Stone Gauntlet. That's what finally took him down. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a couple years later. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't see one of the highest grossing films of all time, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know who I'm talking to here. Uh, yeah, so that was last week. So let's move on to this week of the Sector series. This week's going to be chance engagement. Uh, so one center obstacle at the end of the round, starting in round two. Uh, there's two points up for grabs. 
if you and your opponent are both in range two of the center, you split those two points, but if you're the only person in the center, you get both of them. Uh, and uh, the biggest thing though is half points are back, uh, which means that uh, you are rounding them up. No, you, you need a deal. Half of their health rounded up. Half their health rounded up to get and half their points rounded down. So I'm a three ship or I'm a three point contrail. You do two shields to me. I'm going to give you one point. Um, but if you do the remaining two hull, I'm going to give you the remainder then of two points. Um, so let's break that down here and. Uh, talk about then uh, what pilots are you trying not to bring? Ryan, what do you, what do you not bring in into chance engagement? Uh, so you don't want to easily give up points. I mean, it sounds obvious, but you want to have, uh, I think, ships that don't give half easy or their half isn't uh, easy isn't easier to get at a high value. So an example would be, uh, I think if I were tailoring to this, I don't know how many one agility ships I really want to bring to this game. <laughs> and it seems like um, that it may not be what I target first, but it seems like really easy to pick up half points later whenever I just point a gun at it in general <laughs> or a couple or a couple shots at it. Now that doesn't mean that all three agility things are going to be the best things available. Um, you do also want to make sure you have stuff to output damage to make sure you do secure those half or full point kills on opposing ships. So you need to have, find a balance of something that uh, doesn't give up those half points easy, but also can output the necessary damage to go get those points. Um, but you also need to make sure that you have ships that don't just... Uh, I, I, I think I'd want to avoid stuff that is forcibly... Um, would end up either moving too fast or has uh, certain movements that require... Um, I would say... Uh, like, like a certain amount of speed to be relevant, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The range to bubble exists, right? And there are games where, towards the end of it, you're in a you're in a weird spot where one of your ships is might be about to die. It's maybe the only ship left to exist in that range to bubble. And that extra two points your opponent, that extra one point your opponent get gets, and the one you don't get could be a nail in the coffin. So it's either having the ability to maneuver yourself back into that circle when necessary. Versus uh, having a, I don't know, maybe you have a YV666, right? And Bosk has made his way, he's made his pass. <laughs> he ain't coming back <laughs> really easily to get back in that circle. It's leaving his his guys, his uh, buddies behind. Now you could plan on do, doing stops, self-bumping or bumping into enemies. But I think uh, what if you are bringing ships like that, you need to be very cognizant of the obstacles you're bringing too. Don't. I think this is probably something that can go for any list, not even just when you're planning for chance. If you're planning for a uh, 
an, an opportunity like this to tailor a list to a scenario. But don't just bring the largest obstacles because you, you think you can outfly your opponent and you're better because someone else is going to inevitably be better than you or and or their list is going to be better made to deal with those obstacles. So uh, I, I've seen enough like Ray Falcons and like multi-fire sprayer, multi-big ship lists that bring big obstacles. And I just kind of question those all the time. Um, I think especially in something like Chance, that could be a hindrance uh, because if a list like mine in Republic with a bunch of small ships that can move around those big obstacles and I'm bringing big obstacles to threaten stuff that is larger that I can use as an advantage against my opponent. Um, if you also brought three big ones, you just got six big obstacles to deal with with your big or medium-based ships to move around. So I think... Almost as, as cognizant people need to be if they're tailoring a list to chance about their pilots, they need to do that for their obstacles too because you have to try and exist within that range to bubble with at least one of your ships. But if if a, if a centerpiece or a large majority of your list is medium or large base, you need to make sure you're bringing obstacles that don't take up a lot of space so you have space to exist in there for as long as possible. Uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, it feels very big because it's uh, range four in diameter. Uh, but once you start putting ships and obstacles into the center, it can get pretty small uh, very, very quickly. Do you, I've actually seen a lot of people do, they essentially put their obstacles on the, on the border uh, or close to it to make kind of like a ring. Uh, is that... Do you think that's going to be better than just trying to shove all your big obstacles into the center to prevent your opponent from scoring? Um, I haven't had a chance to really think about specifically how I want to arrange rocks, but I think what I've commonly executed in the past is kind of creating that ring within it. So what it's mitigating is the chance uh, for my opponent, or if as long as it's advantageous to me, I'll do this. Um, to set up some rocks maybe on their side of the board or maybe on the left or right side, depending on how they've been putting obstacles and how I want to fill out the rest of the board. But end up creating a spot where I don't just put a bunch right in the middle. I put them on the outer, the, the, the inner part of that range too, along the circle so that mm -hmm. there's less space for them to just kind of barely be in that range too. Right. You know, there's spots that like I now put an obstacle there and you cannot just put the corner of your base there to to contest that without potentially hitting an obstacle or an obstacle being in your way. And it also ends up creating lanes to be able to go into it. So not only am I limiting the, the, the skirting the edge and still being in range two of maybe like a falcon with a side arc or something with a 180 or a turret, etc., but also, I'm in a creating lanes in which you can even come into the middle. And by funneling that, I have an idea of how you want to be in there or, or attack it. And if you spread yourself out too much, trying to be like, oh, I don't really want to go in these lanes, I want to move my way around. Are you going to be able to contest the turn one? Am I going to get a free point? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that's really where the minutiae of uh, the strategy comes in for uh, chance. Because... I mean, it, it, like everyone just could just 
point towards the center and fly there, right? But how you can gain that advantage is forcing those lanes. Uh, but you got to be careful for yourself uh, that you just don't pour all your ships right down the middle and be able to get flanked uh, as well. So there's a little bit of a balancing act there. Uh, James, let's uh, talk a little bit about what pilots should be bringing. What are advantageous pieces uh, to chance engagement? Uh, I mean, like something obvious, like that you could take a look at would be something that could heal back up over half, like a old old school region, um, where you could I don't think you get your points back. Do you? You don't get your points back though. What really? No. Yep. They, they've was, actually it changed it. No, they one banned... of the first changes they ever made is uh, once you go down to half, even if you regen above it, you have, oh, you've okay. gotten those half points. Well, well that does would... not work anymore. <laughs> well, it it would help you stay it's still alive. Valuable, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like to giving up the yeah. higher amount of points. I think that's still valuable. Yeah, like not not dying, um, <laughs> could be good. Uh, but also take a look at like your point values, because like as an example, if you are a three point ship and you get half pointed, you only give up one point. Whereas if you're a, uh, a two point ship, it's still the same. If it it's a, you still only give up one point. So, um, because of the rounding down odd numbered points are actually beneficial for you you can squeeze out a little bit more efficiency for each point that you give up in half point so if you're uh same thing if like you're five points you only give up two the same the same way you would give up two if you were only a four point ship so um just keep that in mind that uh, odd point ships uh work a little bit better in uh in chance engagement on those half points um other other ships that like don't just like don't take damage at all are really great like Kylo, like Kylo in the silencer where he just skirts around uh does does his big attack and if you can keep him from taking damage it's really good but that's kind of a double edged sword because if he does get half pointed you're getting up a lot of points for that so uh maybe try to uh balance that out um are you thinking of any like specific pilots that could be good um or ships maybe like uh i mean i'm trying to think about like more like chassis maybe like a like are we thinking like turrets because you do yeah, have to be like in in that range too you know where your opponent's going to be or at least one of their ships, you assuming, will be inside the center. Um, so it's maybe like a side arc, uh, something somebody could be looking at. Yeah, and maybe other ships that like to be close. Uh, maybe stuff like Nantexes, or mm. yeah, uh, knife they, fighters. They, they, have, they have they have turrets. Uh, they they also turrets. Fang, fang fighters, really great at staying really close. Can just kind of like shove their um, shove their ships kind of into the middle and just be like, okay, well if you're if you're going to be here, you're going to be at range one of me. So I get my, <laughs> I get my free evade. Um, that could be really beneficial. And then uh, kind of go from there. Uh, but yeah, I think turrets are a really great uh, way to start. Um, I was actually, <laughs> I was trying to build a list around Nora in the Y-Wing. Mm, um, yeah. Just because she's so amazing at being really close. Like yeah, even, sure. even bumping, like just throw an ion cannon turret. And uh, uh, you're kind of set because, like, they uh, 
even if they bump into you, you get you still get your free evade uh, from everyone shooting at you. So interesting. Yeah. Well, she's also ability to bring bombs. Yeah. yeah. Bombs could be a good effect because you gotta stay within range too, and bombs could theoretically take off a whole quarter of that area. You know what so bomb would be really great? <laughs> electro say, proton do, bomb. <laughs> do, we th do we think anyone brings an electro proton? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, that's if you know, if you know where the the fight's gonna be, you can just put the bomb there. Yeah, there's no launchers, but uh, or trajectory simulators. But I mean, yeah. you could see a bombardment drone just out there, either maybe dropping proxy mines into the center or uh, big bombs yeah. like that. What do you guys? think about i know we don't talk about it very much anymore <laughs> but what do you think about potentially bringing a chaff cloud to this with such obvious lanes your opponent has to take they have to go through it they yeah, have to go or, through or it. bombers can still take it they just can't take that and approximate anymore doesn't mean they're not good i mean I'm, i've still seen still them very disruptive CAD. Yeah. you can still easily fit them on fire sprays i think rebel wise can't you uh, Rebels, you're looking at B-Wings as, I think, you're only uh, chaff carriers right now. I thought... Y-Wings can, right? There's oh, yeah. Uh, missile, yeah. Some of the yeah. missile ones, yeah, could. Yeah. Uh, Iman, or not Iman. Uh, Dutch. Avon. D Dutch can as well. Uh, Pops. I know he's got a missile slot. People have been rocking missiles on him. Uh, so that could, I mean, it's an expensive piece, but man, when you know that everybody is coming to that middle, if you can engineer uh, a way to funnel them into that shaft cloud, it could be pretty advantageous. Even uh, something like, because uh, it's cheaper, you only get one of it, but cluster mines, yeah. um, mm -hmm. if it's, yeah. so when I talked about putting those rocks kind of on that inner perimeter of the range two, um, one thing you yourself have to keep in mind of when you're doing that, if it's on both sides, and what your opponent has to keep in mind of are your exit lanes. And if you get funneled into those exit lanes because there are rocks there, then it you know becomes more easily predictable where you're going to go and where you can go. Also means putting a cluster mine wall between a couple rocks could be quite a problem for some ships. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, Interesting. I, I think the the only other thing to consider is those ships that really demand at the beginning of the game when you look across the table and say, can I even reliably kill this with my list? Your Boba Fett's, your Vader Defenders, those ships that most people, when they see them, have to decide, am I going to try and kill this thing? Or the rest of their list. Usually the answer is the rest of their list. Because it's a lot easier than trying to go after that 8 plus point ship that's really hard to kill. Um, but the kicker is you have half points. You don't have to kill it completely. So it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes those ships, they're not a more of a liability in chance. But they give up some points. They give up more. Sometimes four when you have mm -hmm. them. So... You know, you, you might bring it because some people may just decide to never try and shoot it. But some people might, and they'll get those half points, and it will matter a lot more than half points anywhere else. Yeah, I was going to bring that up for one of the uh, one of the strategies is that I think about half points as chance engagements, objective points, because you're only going to be scoring. 
realistically five, maybe six points, uh, depending on the length of the game out from the center. Uh, so you're going to need to calculate a lot more ship points into that equation to get to 20. Um, but like I said, obviously half points come into that, uh, come into that factor. So when you do see somebody like Boba Fett, you're like, well, all right, so I get five points from objectives. I can get four points if I just like take his shields and grab a, put a damage card on him. All right, so that will get me to nine. Where do I get my other 11 points from? And I think that's uh, not calculated enough. Um, into uh, the initial approach like uh, as you're saying what what every time I look at a list I'm like okay for most scenarios I'm like I only need to kill about half of you guys and I get like 10 scenario points and we'll we'll call it 20 uh, but those calculations are much much different in chance engagement but like yeah if you see like nine point Darth Vader uh, if he's stuck in the middle, that might be something that you can go towards because he's worth so many points, give you that big leap up because um, you know you're not going to get them from objectives. Uh, what about, is there any other strategies to kind to, to kind of play off of the amount of low scoring you can do outside of scoring ships? Or scoring the, the center, obviously. I mean, some people are able to play a little more passive for the first couple turns. If you send just one thing kind of skirting the edge of the middle just to make sure you uh, contest, uh, depending on what the opposing player does, the, uh, some players might get, a, get another turn or two to set up their ships that may want to flank or get in a different position, attack from multiple angles. Both of you are trying to do the same thing. It's a whole lot of potential attack from different angles, one-on-one -on -one fights where, where it ends up being like, all right, I look across the table on the left-hand side. Revis is coming towards me and say I'm a, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a CLT OB, right? I don't want to be outmaneuvered by Grievous. Grievous doesn't want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me in the front, like facing each other in a joust. Yeah, Obi gets to go after, but Grievous could decide to either shoot past Obi and get to other ships, or turn into the middle to help his friends. But both ships, both lists have only sent one-ish thing to the middle. Like, are you collapsing in the middle because everyone's about to collapse? Or are you starting to square up with someone else on the outside because you're both trying to set up a flank on the same side? It's, it's sort of the... Play a little game of chicken sometimes with with chance when you're, oh, sure. when you're playing that little bit of stall game. Who's who's going to make that move first to the middle? Am I too late? Did, did they just commit everything and now that one thing, one or two things that are in the middle, or they jumped something outside of the middle but still are contesting? Yeah, that that actually uh, brings up a good point that uh, if you recognize your opponent's going slow and is only going to dip their toes into that range two on uh, round two uh you don't you need to be able to recognize that and not just throw your whole squad in there um that timing of round two i think is very important like obviously if they're if they round one five forward all their ships right towards the middle like that is concerning but if they you know if they just got a large base just one forward and real slowly uh you might be able to take that time uh and get a better position for most of your ships uh you do not have to just as fast as you can fly towards that center objective um i think you said it before but just 
keeping like one ship back to just skirt the edge just a little bit around two could give you that opening. Uh, is there any other like timing uh, uh, questions? Yeah, something that something that Ryan said uh, kind of really made me think about like what kind of lists or ships or pilots really like to delay a little bit. I was wondering if we maybe could see some more separatist uh, of the probe droids um, come back a little bit because but I feel like they've been really pushed out of the meta because you can't sit in a corner and set up your probe droids then attack. Right, because yeah, you normally need turn one to launch, turn two, turn two to grab the locks, and you're only engaging on turn three. Yeah, I feel like a lot of engagements are starting, like, sometimes turn one, a lot of times turn two. So that that extra time uh, could, if, if you're able to skirt the edge with one of your other ships and let the, like, your main force set up those probe droids and come in with a huge alpha, like, that could really wipe out one or two ships. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I feel like Ryan's mad at me because that's what he was thinking. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> it's like that sounds. That sounds like a great list for Ryan. <laughs> uh, potentially, I mean, to me, I think the uh, some ships that do uh, what what you're saying reminded me of HMPs, but the ships who uh, can knife fight uh, and side slip, uh, like Keo, HMPs, uh, Sicko. Um, trying to think of, I mean, Ada's as the, well, because the they can barrel backwards. Yeah, anybody who can stop um, and just post up there, whether you're like a YV who can just contraband and sit, uh, a, a gauntlet with like Fen Round Crew or something. Oh, I guess that wouldn't work. Fen Round Crew asks for non stops. Fen Round Pilot doesn't. Fen, Fen Round Pilot. He is a fang. <laughs> just talking He's, about fangs. Ooh. That's uh, like half a list right there. There you go. <laughs> Over half, half a list. list. Uh, interesting. Well, uh, I will say this much, though, uh, to kind of put a cap on it, that I I think, though, as, as much as we've been talking about specifics, chance engagement is the opportunity to fly more of a wacky list uh, because you're not required to go out and find objectives. You're not required to take scenario actions. Uh, you can tr more traditionally dogfight, whatever that, it, whatever that might mean to you, whether it's like a fault, small formation uh, going into uh, combat, uh, like the, the four ship rebels of old, um, or something uh, like a bunch of flankers coming in from different angles. Uh, really is open to a lot of uh, lists to be successful, uh, but those small small differences, uh, especially in target priority for scoring points, I think is what's going to make the difference for each of these matchups. Uh, let's see. Um, actually, did yes, I did pull them up. So. Uh, looks like we got a little bit of time left. I wanna, I wanna try something with you guys. So I got, uh, there is a team event going on right now. Uh, for those unaware, there's a Kyber Team Championship. And I pulled out some of the top two teams uh, that actually got paired uh, against each other uh, this week. Um, so I wanted to uh, take a look at the list and 
kind of pick your guys' brain about how you might uh, match up these squads and to kind of compare the, um, no, maybe not compare, but uh, because it's a team event, you match up your own uh, parents. So essentially you put one list down, they put one list down, and then you reveal a second list to fight the revealed one and then the third list fights each other pretty simple there um so let's take a look at these lists though so i'm going to start with uh, official team france is their name i did not know if they're actually the official team but uh by name well, I, they I, are. I recognize one of the players and i know they're not from france so well it's a joke we'll 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 say it it's fine for now. Let me uh, let me steal this and see if I can pull it up here. Sometimes these these long shanks are a little funny. Um, no, it looks like this one's good. Uh, so we're gonna start with um, gonna skip the all the vowels in the first name here and go. Condre uh, is flying their resistance list. Uh, this is uh, Lulo, Kaz, Zay, Wabi, Roby, Finn, and BB-8. So that's four, 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 three, three, two. Okay, so kind of a uh, salad, if you will, because uh, it's got two of each, but kind of a resistance salad. Uh, let me see what uh, they have for their. Uh, Imperials. Oh, no, said. Did not like that. Let me try that again. So, to kind of remind people, this team event, when you have to pick your lists, you this is three players per team. Mm -hmm. And you pick a faction um, per player, essentially. But the caveat is you only can pick one faction from each era. So if you pick, you have to pick Empire or Rebel. You have to pick First Order or Resistance, Separatist or Republic. And where does Scum fly come into this one? Scum can be picked any number of times. It is, it is free game for Scum. Scum could be one of the lists or it could be all three of the lists. Uh, that's true. So you'll, you'll see why there is a number of um, essentially uh, different factions uh, in here. Everyone's more or less flying a different faction uh, for their team. Uh, so I did get uh, the rest of their squad. So we got, uh, that is, uh, man, I should not pick the French ones, but we'll, we'll try it. Corian, Corinton, Row. Uh, flying the Imperials. Got Boy Vader. Soon Tier Fell. Who? The what? Uh, then Aiden, Moff Gideon, and a Black Squadron Ace. So 66332 with some double ace action there. And then the last one, which should be Fun Walk in Separatist, has Django uh, with notably uh, a heavy laser cannon, uh, amongst other things. Uh, General Grievous Volandas, that's the organic tri-fighter, uh, and uh, Sox, 
404, uh, Siege of Coruscant 404, uh, with a potential six dice advanced proton torpedo. So I'll review those quick to get them in your mind. So we got Imperial Aces with TIE Fighters. We got Django Grievous uh, and uh, plus two. And then that Resistance Salad. Uh, now they're facing off against Nickel City Hexwing. Uh, uh, one that uh, me and Marcel's team got wiped by. Uh, they are all very good players. And they are flying, let's see here, we got Ben with the Imperials of Darth Vader, second sister, Morna Key, and a TIE fighter. Uh, we have, uh, this was Catherine Nixera uh, with a four silencer build, all with advanced optics. Uh, then the last one was Greg, and he had brought... Uh, Django Grievous, three drones, uh, Bombardment, Vulture, and Vulture. Uh, so, my, my preface to you guys uh, is because, like I said, we want to focus on how you evaluate a matchup. Uh, so, let's start with, uh, we're looking at this from uh, France's view. Let's start with that Resistance Salad. Uh, with uh, Lulu and Kaz, uh, which of those do? What's your opinion on the better matchup uh, for uh, the other team? Uh, the the silencers, the Imperial uh, Ace, or no, sorry, the the Decimator and Vader list, um, or the Django uh, Grievous list. This is to match up. The, so the best list the resistance can match up into, or the worst list the resistance can. Match <laughs> uh, well, give me both. I mean, this, uh, like I said, imagine you're the team captain trying to narrow these down. How do you assess these matchups to try to find one that is good or one that is bad? Yeah, well, I, I think that is what you need to figure out first: is go through each of your lists and find out of the three that you're going up against what's their best, what's their worst, and then put all those together and see what the best outcome you could try and create realistically. Now, I'm not too familiar with how the pairing process is myself, but on the resistance side of things, this is a six ship list, two of which, actually three of which, have very uh, have, have basically three die attack guns on a consistent basis. Um, I count Finn as the, the third one next to Kaz and Zay, uh, Lulo, you got to choose. Sometimes you got to play pay passive uh, and not stress yourself to be safe, depending on what's across from you or what's sort of squaring up to you. Uh, Rorby and BB-8 are probably just there to uh, be a little bit of annoyances slash objective users. Uh, now, in terms of, uh, let's see. Man, um, Resistance really doesn't like having to deal with a Seven Sister crew often. Lulo especially does not. Now, granted, Lulo's fast. You can have a lot of say in that. Um, Rorby won't really like that. Um, and, and Vader, no one's no one to threaten that Vader uh, at I six. That one, that one could be dangerous for Resistance. Although they do have a lot of guns to put on that Morna Key as well. That, that Imperialist pretty much is a three-ship list with a, with a little TIE fighter flying around doing objectives. Mm -hmm. um, the 
Four silencers, if played correctly, could be dangerous, though, too. Uh, by themselves, each of them are pretty durable. Lulo's the only thing over um, over their I-4 silencers. Uh, but Lulo doesn't really want to square up and chance... Because uh, these, these, silencers, these silencers can turn on a dime on you. They all have sensitive controls. They have sensitive yeah, as a note, that yeah. Can... Sensitive control silencers. Yeah. So they have the option to really mess up some plans of lower initiative stuff that the resistance also has. Um, I th I think the resistance. It's weird because uh, the, the one thing with the separatist list is as easy as the, the, all that combined fire would be to take out those vultures and hyenas. Um, you're only scoring yourself seven points by killing those ships, which generally by kill kill ship total, not enough to get the job done. If you leave Grievous and Django alone, you know how dangerous they can be. So, it's tough, because there are, there are issues potentially with all of them, but I think... I think, the worst, I think the worst matchup is the Empire. I yeah, might the double might be the best. Really? Past that double-reinforced Morna, huh? I don't even know how often you should be double reinforcing with that Morna against most of those ships that have two dice, maybe three at times anyway. Um, maybe helping in the, in the initial push through. Uh, but I think what's what's the scenario for this Ooh, that's week? A, that that's a big a, deal. That is a great question. I, I want to say scramble. Uh, we 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 had uh, converged uh, our scenarios for for a week, uh, so now it's throwing me all off because uh, we are um, we're playing chance and sector, and yeah, it's scramble for the third week of the Kyber. Yeah, so, so scramble. You have to be using your scramble. action. So higher initiative, good, but not a lot of ships. Also an issue, maybe. So all right, scramble means that the resistance might have some expendable bodies to do those scenario actions um those droids those droids and separatists really don't want to do scenario actions those silencers kind of don't either with sensitive controls at times they all have invested in advanced optics yeah i feel like I know, what, with, what, with, how, with that what, with that what, being what, said what, i think i feel like the silencers may be the best matchup with with the with scramble for the resistance, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for a resistance, that would be their best matchup because yeah, because so... because they're sensitive controls, and they have before and after the silencers move, Lulu can take it, and then boost, or uh, or the lower initiatives can grab it before the grab initiative force block. can grab it yeah. and block exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, and Kaz has the chance to move last against them as well. Right. Um, I won't say I'm... The Resistance one actually gives me the most question as to what really is the best or the worst. But I think the, the, the Silencer one doesn't have as much of the initiative killing issue that you see with Boy Vader, with uh, Django. Those are the only two ships, really, that are even... There's no I-5s on the whole... Um, uh, what is it? What is it? Nickel uh, Nickel City X Wing is what they. X Wing. Uh, yeah, Nickel City. Uh, that's, that's Catherine, Catherine, and Greg and Ben. Yeah. So I Oops. wonder if their resistance list was their like 
it, I'm assuming more of a takeoff process. Something's got to be like put down first. Yeah, to put one face down. Yeah. So I feel like the resistance one might have went down first because I don't sure. think there's a clear cut yay or nay on this one. There, there's okay. issues with every list, but there's also some advantages, especially because of scramble with every. Interesting. Going so maybe, maybe if that is what you think, and might be their takeout commerce, uh, might be easier to try to pair uh, the the other lists here. So let's take a look at uh, the the imperial list. Try to do mashups for that. So this is Boy Vader again uh, with Soon Tier and three Tie Fighters. One of them being Iden, and the other one being Moff Gideon with cluster missiles, overtuned, and targeting computer. Interesting. Uh, very offensive, Gideon, uh, out there. Uh, is that uh, is that worth going into the silencers? Uh, do you think Suntier can really dance with the silencers and Boy Vader? I think silencers might be very sturdy chassis. They, they they take a lot to bring down. I I think. If I were to guess, they probably want a pair because with to maximize the, the Moff Gideon, cluster missiles, Iden next to Gideon and the other TIE fighter to just kind of move around and get objectives. But the fact that there's two I-6s between Vader and Soontir, I think their best matchup might be Separatist. Oh, to contract the Django. Okay. To, yeah, two I-6s against Django, cluster missiles for the droids, and Moff Gideon's ability makes those droids really, really sad. Yeah, no calculates. You cannot mod your defense, uh, which, yeah, just could take Django. a while. Like, uh, Django really true. wants to mod his defense to stay alive because he really has no other way to do it like Boba does. True, whether that's reinforce or the Dooku. Uh, interesting there. Can we confirm whether or not Moff Gideon messes with reinforce, though? It does. Uh, it does, yeah. Because uh, you yeah. add a result, which is modifying dice. Okay, it is, even though it's outside of the mod. There's, there's very step. few modifications that are outside the modification step, and yes, reinforce is one. Uh, Bosk is the other, where you could, where you're adding a result in the neutralized result step, or after it, more specifically. Um, but there's, it's very rare. Um, but those do count as mods. I'm um, trying to think of like a, seventh, a second sister as well. Converting all your results to crits is actually after the um, neutralized results step as well. So there's a couple cases uh, for it. James, Will, what 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 list do we think is the worst for that Empire list from? Uh, See, I I was. Interesting you said it, but I was almost going to say Django myself. Um, with, it's the rear arc and bombs. Um, moving after those I-6s, I feel, and potentially dropping a bomb uh, that those TIE fighters can't avoid, I thought was actually going to be the worst matchup. But I do understand the, the thought process you had up for it. I think that it's kind of neutral on the silencers. Uh, if not bad, bad against the silencers. Yeah, I think it would be not be great against. Sil Even though you do have the the two I sixes mm -hmm. against the silencers, I think they're so beefy that it's going to be difficult to one round. Beefy them and fast too. You're going to have a hard they're, time they're, keeping a bead on one, even if you heard it. Yeah, it's it like you're realistically looking at Vader and Suntier's guns being the main way to get offense on those silencers, because those silencers are probably splitting up, they're converging, mm -hmm. and 
Off Gideon is moving at the same initiative as them, and not, it might not be often he's going to be able to get a lock for to contribute with those cluster missiles with overtune modulators on the specific turn right. that they and really want to. Probably unlikely that they're going to be flying range one of each other, too. Yep. So you, a lot of your offense is being put on uh, that Yav Invader and Sutirpel, which we know Yav Invader hits like a truck. That's not a problem. But yeah. it is still a silencer that mm -hmm. could just evade all the attack oh, it could just you have three dice defensively mm -hmm. it just not take damage yeah i think i think if they are able to go against that other empire list even though it could be a little bit of a mirror in the darth vader boy mm -hmm. uh i think that may also be a good matchup with uh being able to possibly take out that more in a key pretty quickly Interesting. Uh, yeah. be because of the uh, Moff Gideon to prevent the uh, reinforce from occurring twice twice that turn. Sure, that that makes sense to me. Because here, I mean, you're going to be able to get around second sister with soon tier, hopefully. Uh, Morta does have some defenses uh, with that enduring and uh, the seventh sister. Uh, in case soon tier wants to get too close to line up that bullseye. Uh, could be looking at was it a jam or a tractor um, instead jam of or the tractor. stress? Yeah, yeah. Instead of the yeah. stress. Yeah, tractoring soon to your back into uh, your arc for Morna Key. So there's a little bit of play there, but uh, that is uh, is interesting. I it sounds like uh, sounds like the Empire list might not have the best uh, certainty, if you will. Uh, throughout all these, uh, the three other uh, opponents lists. What about uh, this this Django Grievous Volandas? Uh, we do have a little bit of a mirror with uh, with Greg's Django there, um, and uh, we've we've talked a lot about how like Darth Vader might want to go against another I six. Uh, how do you think that this Django Grievous Volan 4 4 matchup would go? Who are you trying to pair it into? I, I, I think um, what I don't want to see is the opposing Vader Mordecai second sister list. Mm, um, okay. I, I think it's issue there. Django Fett not having Notorious means mm. Vader has no problem just laying into him, even in arc. Um, and Bolin Das, albeit sure, three agility has a shield upgrade, just one shield. Um, and Vader could also be very damaging punching through that. Um, and who knows? Uh, second sister shooting later and getting crits there as well with Malice. Um, and then Grievous has to be very careful. And so does Bolin Das has to be really careful when they decide they want to do a linked action around Mordekai. There's not a lot of guns on either side. There's mm -hmm. basically three main guns with Vader, Second Sister Mordekai, and then Django, Grievous, and Bolin Das with 404 kind of lazy, kind of being careful around there and trying to find the opportunistic advance for a torpedo while not trying to be absolutely destroyed by Vader defend <laughs> by Vader anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vader's, so, Vader's going to be looking for that torp to try to shut that down. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, I think a best matchup might be the silencers as well. Um, 
being able well, to it, yeah it sounds like the, the sounds like the imperial monarchy is off the table uh, for <laughs> for this squad yeah, yeah I, I definitely don't want to, like Grievous's shots, Django shots, and Volan shots. The three shots to get taken care of by reinforce and just mitigate it down. And trying to tell Grievous or Volan to help uh, Django that, track down Yavin Vader. Yeah, yeah. That the enduring on that morning key means that you're probably that reinforce is going to knock off the crit every single time. Unless she's bullseyed. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, bullseye. <laughs> she is just a decimator, after all. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think those those uh, silencers at I four um, will basically guarantee that four or four gets his advanced proton torpedo off. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, with Savage oppressed on Django Fett. Can also I do love give... that combination. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> walk, it's us, so good. walk us through. Walk us through yeah. Savage here. So after uh, after 404 does the barrel lock, you can spend Savage Oppress um, to give uh, give 404 a focus token. So it's gotta be in front of Django at range one to two, but if you have four or four in the front, it does the barrel roll lock, and then and then gets a focus. So basically, your six die pro advanced proton torpedo is now double modded, and he can't die. He can't be initiative killed because your all your entire list is initiative four. That's true. Yeah, if you can catch a good road on that round, uh, it could be really advantageous. I mean, even even if he doesn't, these are. Uh, uh, the sensitive controls so mm -hmm. you either choose to reposition to not take that advanced proton or you take your mod true true and then grievous and Django can just clean up after that yeah i'm i'm kind of on the, the same page as you might want to avoid the mirror match uh in this instance and yeah go with the the silencers just because you have all initiative for yourself uh, which yeah. is a big big deal and and I would say if, if the mirror match did end up happening between the two separatists i think i favor the volan and 404 version because with django grievous and volan i mean they got probably a good chance of killing at least a vulture a turn if not sometimes two. <laughs> at least grievous at alone, least one vulture <laughs> at least one grievous, vulture. <laughs> grievous alone can probably just nuke one if, if he has an outmaneuver sure that's sure. Just easy um but combined fire they could probably take out the hyena no problem but it's like doing that sometimes can lean into what the, the number scheme I talked about before, we're killing the hyena and the two vultures only nets you seven, then you need to re-establish re your firepower to then deal with Django and Grievous. But it is also scramble. So can you... If you kill those droids fast enough and don't lose out too much on the objective race, you could kill those three droids and start pushing the buttons and tapping them onto your side. And now there's only a Django and Grievous flying around that have to worry about the ticking clock and trying to kill stuff back. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, th I think Volandos might also have a good matchup into the Silencers, being able to hand off strain every time Voland does a red maneuver, um, which is those one talents, three and five K. So being able to like five K behind the Silencers and hand off a uh, hand hand off the uh, exchange his stress for a strain on one of those mm -hmm. silencers after they've moved already and they they're really good those silencers are really great at knife fighting uh with those sensitive controls like barrel out and candy cane back in uh volandash just says i'll go behind you again <laughs> and just, I just keep going behind you <laughs> i haven't played a lot with him uh but Vol i do love volandash's ability because it's like the one thing that you don't want to do on your tri fighter which is do a red maneuver and be oh, yeah. tokenless out there. Yeah. Uh, but he rewards that risky play. Really do and like he does, him. He does have that dead man's. <laughs> just like, just dead, in case. Dead man's <laughs> switch, yeah. Dead man predator is really funny um, to just th fly him in and uh, get some kills. He might actually be really good in um, chance engagement. We were talking about people who uh, earlier... Uh, can do that knife fighting. I mean, one talent roll, stress-free. Stress-free. <laughs> stress yeah. That seems like and, knife fighting to me. And Volan does like to have more ships out there um, to ha have more options. To, uh, yeah, because it doesn't... What it amazes me is that it doesn't say front arc. It doesn't say uh, side arcs. It just says range one. Yeah, range one. It's a, it's a pretty big bubble when you're thinking... I just need to land there? Okay. Yeah, I just need to land somewhere. Fully execute. That's that's step one. <laughs> yeah, and you, you could even push that further by putting uh, the, what is it, um, afterburners on him. Mm. Yeah, most because... people wish for that shield, but yeah. Yeah, it's a great, yeah. Uh, does, but, that, yeah. Does, that, does that timing work? I guess so, yeah. after you fully execute. Yeah. is. I don't know. Does, does that work, Ryan? Be a judge here. Does <laughs> does Volandas's enter the key, ability into the queue even without a if. ship? It doesn't, it doesn't say if there is a ship at range one. After you fully execute a red maneuver, you may choose an enemy ship at range one. The chosen ship gains one strain token. Unit. Yeah, there's no like if you have thing blah blah. Mm. It's very different wording than, say, An Anakin's, Anakin's, yeah. Anakin's ability in, in the in the Aether Sprite with like with half. If there if R4 there is a, if there is an enemy ship in your bullseye or at range one, right. then you could do this. Right. This, this one, one brought up one. Uh, Anakin, but I think he's talking about the overlap of like Chopper and R four P seventeen right. things all, like all that. All the extra things, <laughs> right? Uh, that is uh, that's interesting. I don't know if people would be splurging for that uh, afterburners, but it could be really uh, really advantageous um, with those five and three Ks. I know I generally see or what I've at least I, be I believe is probably the the two main choices on Volan is we either go the route of shield upgrade and then a four point talent or a three point talent or dead man switch and a two point talent. Or you go the route of Notorious, pick like Contraband or over to Modulators with Notorious, and you got four points left for whatever missile you want to throw in there for utility, whether it's Cluster, if you have Overtune, not bad for Cluster. Uh, or if you um, 
can go mag pulse because your i5 utility of knocking something down with Do jam like off and uh deplete in case you know you're not going to kill something and you want to nuke it uh neuter its offense coming back at you though or knock a box off interesting it you know be interesting I... if multi-missile pods could be good there because you're doing like these sloops back or these k turns back and forth if you can get like a side shot as well uh, multi-missile pod requires a double missile slot Oh, does it? Oh, yeah, it does. Tri-fighters in particular, Volan does not have that. Uh, interesting. You know, uh, this actually makes me realize that the Fire Spray and Volan are the only two illicit carriers in CIS. Yes. Um, I've never thought about it, but you could steal their calculates if they and, have them. With and, and rogues. Oh, yeah. Oh, the rogues. I, uh, Do the ro- No, but I, not the droid rogues, though. No. Okay. I've um, I, I've put together lists in the past. I, I've kind of moved past it, but I, I, you know, worth trying every at some point. Um, put Volan together with two Flax, and mm. take the notorious Overtune Volan. Yeah. And okay. If you can line up, like this is at maximum, right? Sure. Um, if, if your max generated token output in one turn could be. An evade triple calculated do- Volan because you've done overtuned and you mm-hmm. take an evade token, and then your flax go forward. They yeah. have something in bullseye. They take an evade. Mm. They get the bullseye calculate. Wow. So each flak gets an evade calc. Volan's in there with three calcs evade, and those three calcs can be shared to the flax. But if you shoot Volan, you get notorious. So you don't really want to shoot Poland, but then the network calculates can be taken from Overtune not deal with the Overtune issue of not spending green tokens. Stack those three together, start jousting things, see how much stuff <laughs> you can avoid. Start jousting. You can probably avoid so much damage with that. But also that's like that's like the max I, I would assume you maybe get a bullseye from one of those flags. Sure. Assume one. Unless yeah. you just want to look across the board from like a ray. Yeah. I, I mean, if a ray sets up across for me, I might say sure. My three tri fighters will give this a shot. I, I don't know how much <laughs> damage yeah, I'm yeah, it doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah, they'll get one shot <laughs> before they <laughs> before they explode. Because ray, Ray's throwing five or six die shots back at I'll you. Have to, uh, no, I'll, I'll throwing, have to experiment th- with that. Throwing four or five. Oh, right, 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 four or five, yeah. Yeah, but even at four, if you're, I mean, if you get to four, you're at range three, and then. Ray's taking a whole bunch of shots back. Everything's everything's basically force evaded, and then there's a, two extra calculates anyone can use. Do the do the uh, uh, flax? Uh, do they have that shield upgrade? Nope. Or not shield upgrade? Do they have a hull upgrade? There's pure three hull, aren't they? Nope. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> None of the tries got any extra health like the Titan. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> like, Oof. like okay. almost every other, almost every other chassis at least got something somewhere. Like I think with the, well, I mean, Flax got a big points reduction. Like none of the separatists got extra health. Yeah. All the extra health went mm. to the Republic in that in that pack. Oh yeah, the Republic, Republic got, got an extra, extra shield. Shields. Oddball got an extra shield. shield. Kickback. Well, I mean, Both all the Torrents got an extra all the Tie hull. Fighters. Yeah, the Torrents got hull. Tie Fighters got uh, hull. Oh. Vader got a shield. Vader did get okay. a shield. Yeah, nothing in the Rebels got anything extra health wise. No, that's true. It's no, really they, weird how they, they split that it. up. Well, uh, it turns out having three health is not great. 
Um, it's dangerous sometimes. You know what I mean? Without an evade token, any three dice attack no. would just take you out. Yeah, Rebels did get regen. So. Uh, that's true. Uh, Jack, Jack and Garvin and uh, Wedge basically got two extra hull. They just put them in their droid. Or no, Wedge, Wedge got the R2 astromech. He can get shields. I want those weapons yeah. disabled. Yeah, Vol Volan has like the the soon tier problem of like he's like one bad cough away from just like <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had looked ahead, but I will show um, how they had matched up to kind of uh, round out this discussion. Uh, so they had put the silencers against uh what was that oh shoot I, I closed it out now uh so it was the it was the imperial aces soon tier and vader going up against Django. and actually that's the only one we have recorded right now uh with a 28 to 20 win wow that must have been quite the final round <laughs> uh, i assume Django went down i assume Django went down at, at the end of that to get those extra uh eight points on there uh, which meant that uh, Ben was uh, the the Decimator Flyer. He's matched up against uh, Funwalk, who had uh, oh shoot, I, I just lost it. Take me back. Take me back. No. Wait, no, isn't the so Funwalk was flying the Django. So Django uh, for them is going up against Ben, uh, who had uh, the Decimator. So Django and Decimator is what they ended up matching up there. Uh, Django I versus the Aces. I don't think that tracks because we're seeing this result here with Greg. Greg has the Separatist that he brought the Volan 404. Which means No, no, Empire... Greg you know, you have them you have them switched. Greg Greg's flying the bombardment drum. We okay. Were doing, we were doing France. Sure. We were doing it from the view of France. Yep, never mind, never mind. No, it's okay. <laughs> there was two similar lists, so I, I yeah. totally understand. Um but yeah, so that meant that uh Ben's decimator going up against uh Fun Walks uh, Volandos and uh, Django, which left then Catherine's uh, silencers uh, to go up against the resistance. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that rounds out. Um, it sounds like from from our predictions there uh, that uh, Ben with his decimator might have a better time against Funwalk uh, and Catherine might be I don't know that one's, that one's a toss up though that might be the, the tiebreaker there uh, yeah ben, I, I, if I think ben the one already happened between uh, what we see in the results here between Craig and uh, Corinton was what we was I think what we expected mm -hmm. when we thought that the decimator with the um, aces. No, the imperial aces. Sorry, the, the, the ace. The aces where Moff Gideon had those cluster missiles right. did go up against 
the uh, the droids where we thought they had that advantage mm-hmm. of those two I sixes against Django, and then the cluster missiles more um, advantageous against the multi droids that didn't have to stick together, but you know could end up close by. Sure, um, sure. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, the uh, I think if we'll check the. We'll check it together, I guess. We'll see here. Back to events. Results. Uh, right now, um, like I said, those are the top two squads. There is a bunch of teams, if you see here, with those six total wins, which would mean that they're 2-0, and essentially. Oh, you can see their win record right here. Uh, so a lot of teams still 2-0. and Um so big competition there. I'm always excited about the team events um, because um, with the with the planned pairing, really throws a wrench into it. Because like Swiss rounds, anything can happen, right? But you can take these uh, lesser known squads, if you will, and find their uh, a counter for other lists with them. Uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, to me, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. So that's going to be going for a couple weeks here, kind of uh, more or less congruent with the sector series. So as we update, uh, we'll probably uh, update that as well. Who knows uh, if that's uh, who's going to pull that off? Like I said, a lot of teams still in the running. I think you got to get about four. You at least got to go four and one to get into to their top cut. Um, so we'll check on with that for the time being, though. Uh, definitely check out uh, the results from the Sector Series. They should be under, if I'm not mistaken, or roll better. Uh, you can check out the list here. Uh, oh, we need to go to the old roll better. And you can find out the lists uh, right through there. Uh, see what people have submitted so far. Though, as a reminder, those are going to update all the time. Uh, so you can kind of just see, kind of just are seeing a snapshot of the week uh, for play. But I think that's going to be really interesting, compiling this information about uh, who's flying what list during what uh, scenario as well uh, to see if we can get some some information on uh, what's performing better and what scenarios uh, and even what's uh, performing best against each other as well so very exciting stuff of course uh, we have uh, the Las Vegas Open happening this weekend James you're heading down there right I am it'll be me and Dion down there uh streaming uh the whole weekend. I think we're getting in on Thursday and uh we stream in Swiss and the top cut. Uh that's that's awesome. Of course uh we're going to be back here next Monday. Uh Dion uh and James can give us a big rundown of the major stuff happening out there at the Las Vegas opening. Uh you're not limited. I'll be very uh, tired. You, I'm sure you will be. Are you going to be joining me for Wednesday then, James? Or are you uh, going to fly out Wednesday night? Um, I'll have to see. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving on Thursday, but I may have plans because uh, 
we have family in town so we'll have to see we'll have to okay see. no worries no worries uh but i'll i'll at least be there on wednesday I'm trying to catch some sector games if you're listening to this wednesday morning reach out on our discord uh the best place uh for x-wing and gold squadron information because uh, we would love to see those sector games whenever we can um, for now though I think that about wraps it up am I missing anything you two uh, buy, buy your uh, plane tickets for uh, Adepticon buy oh, your I, badges and tickets oh, get your badges badges first and then buy your plane tickets that is a good that is a good actually a good even sequence. before you buy your plane tickets get a hotel room the order of operations is can i get in the place badge do i have events to play in tickets do i have somewhere to stay hotel or airbnb how do i get there car or plane work that way or boat and i think you'll can you get there by boat you cannot get to some you can get to uh Chicago by boat. You might have a, quite a That's journey out to Schalmsburg, though. <laughs> uh, there might be a trade to Schalmsburg, though. I know the Amtrak goes through Chicago like there, or through there. If you start walking now, just start walking now. Planes, uh, trains, automobiles. There you go. All right, well, we'll bring this to a close then. I want to thank again all of our supporters through Patreon and, of course, Twitch as well uh, for uh, getting us to these events uh, like LVO. Uh, that's the uh, honestly the uh, only way that we can get, travel to these events, do these big productions like at Worlds, uh, is the support uh, through the community. So really do appreciate all of that. Um, but from us here at Gold Squadron, we'll see you next time. Gold Squadron, out.